Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And welcome to the Backstage Show. And today at the Backstage Show, we are coming to you from Village Players of Hatboro, a theater that I have referred to on many, many, probably every episode I've talked about Village Players of Hatboro. As much as he talks about that, it's what I talk about Barley Sheaf, and we and did we that did, one. So exactly. Here we are so now. we're going to go to the other side of the coin, and uh, we are meeting today with Allison Schrader, who is the current president of Village Players of Hatboro, and Ashley Laura Lee, who is the current vice president, mm. and is also going to be directing a show later this season, which we'll talk about a little bit later. So welcome, ladies. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. I'm really excited. Hey, Jim. Hey, Glenn. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jim. Hi, Glenn. Hi. Nice to see you guys. <laughs> I'm at a little disadvantage here because I'm the only one in the room that's new to people, but... Well, that's kind of the flip side of yeah, how I know. the Barley yeah, Sheep yes. interview yes. went. So you were... But I was I, the outsider for that. But you weren't outnumbered. I'm outnumbered. Well, I was outnumbered. There were two of you. Well, <laughs> yes, but you know me. Yeah. And I know you. <laughs> to be fair, technically, we are also new. You are new to us. That so is true. Right. There's only two people here that I know. Yeah. I've read your one ex. I haven't met you. Oh. Oh. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, anyway. Uh, we are located in Hapro, Pennsylvania, which is approximately 17 miles north of downtown Philadelphia. And this theater, uh, we are... The theater's actually going into, this is the 72nd season it's going yes, into, it right? Yes, in so, October. So, do the math, what was it, 1947 is when it was founded, I English believe? Major. Well, I that wouldn't, math. apparently you didn't do the math ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> Allison, why don't you tell us? Okay. As yeah. president, when was it founded? I seem to recall it said something about May 1947 was yes. when the first show happened. Yep. Village Players of Hapro was born out of the successful play that was put on as a fundraiser for the Junior Neighbors. It's a that was a local women's club back then. And shortly after, a member of the women's club, Helen Cornell, suggested that they start a theater group. And in April of 1947, the Village Players was created. With the backing of the local American Legion, their official debut was in May 1947 with the production The Late Christopher Bean. And the where was that performed? That was performed at Hatborough High School Auditorium. Wow. Yes. And that was before it merged into becoming Hatboro Horsham yeah. High School. I think I remember that it was, you know where the Lawler Building is on York Road? You're from here, right? No, I'm, here. I don't know buildings. Does <laughs> anybody out there know? Maybe another big location. <laughs> um, the YMCA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that's where Hatboro High School was located, right? Okay. Kind of yeah, that next to it. That makes okay. sense. So how far is that from our current location? Three, two minutes. Two minutes okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hatboro is very small. It's mm -hmm. a borough. It's pretty tiny. Yes. Cute. It's Hatboro. So it's Hatboro Borough? Borough? Mm -hmm. Yes. The Hat borough Hat of Hatboro. Okay. <laughs> Hatboro Borough. It's a little like redundant. That. Yeah. So they did plays at Hatboro High School for like three years. And then in August of 1950 was when Hatboro High School merged with Horsham High School. And they were denied use of the high school auditorium. So what, because they had to like have school there or something? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> One would assume that, that when they were doing the shows at Hatboro that it was still active in some way. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I mean, it's some kind of agreement, I guess, that they just didn't want to continue. Well, 
actually back then uh, it was mostly the ladies that were in the women's club, their husbands and their family and friends. They really didn't have auditions or anything back okay. then. It was basically mm -hmm. anybody they could grab to do A the A very shows. grassroots kind of effort. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, in, since we, they were denied the rights at Hepro Horsham High, they started using the Ivyland Fire Company. They have a stage there. Ivyland's another borough that's okay. nearby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm explaining for Glenn since yes, he's right. not from around and, here. And for the listeners. <laughs> yes. Fair. <laughs> yep, they were there for about eight years, and then in 1957, they moved to the location where it is today. Which is where we are at. Yes. Yes, we're actually on Which location. Which is at where we are located. Which is an old refurbished barn. Yes, it used to be a dairy barn. Yeah, dated back to 1918. Yes. Owned by the Tanner family, was it not? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Who owned a lot of things, I think, in this well, area. Well, they still had, I, I don't know if it's still there, the Tanner Farmer's Market, Tanner yeah, Brothers yeah, Farmer's yeah. Market. Yeah, that's what I was that's thinking. They have ice cream there. They really yeah. good ice cream. Been around a while. Mm -hmm. You know, my husband's been trying to take me there for years. Tanner and we've Brothers? been together for 11 years. And uh, every time we're like, okay, we're going to go there. It never, never happens. Say, it's like <laughs> 15, 20 minutes from here, I think. Yeah. It's not that far. Is that, it's not far. I thought it was closer than that. But. Yeah, not, yeah, it probably is. I don't know. I have a very poor concept of time. Anywho, so we're in an old converted dairy barn. Which, looking around, I would never guess that. It's funny, because when you come outside, it has kind of like a barn-like look to it, but mm -hmm. inside, it's, it doesn't look anything like a barn. It's, it's, well, it's completely a stone, converted. It's a stone building, mm -hmm. first off. So yeah. if you're thinking barn-like painted red, that's not what this is. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it still has a barn-like look to it, if that makes yeah. Any sense. It yeah, it does. It's undergone yeah. a lot of reconstruction. Reconstruction? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. in the past couple of years. Like, we recently got the auditorium redone. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. redid the uh, lobby, the bathrooms, everything's, and we're working on doing the green room. The lobby looks stuff. great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is very recent. This, this place has changed a lot since I've been involved here, which was starting in 2006. Mm -hmm. Lots of changes. The, mm -hmm. the whole lobby... Mm -hmm. the, Everything pretty much except the green room. Yeah, yes. which and I the think booth. is our next project. And the booth, so has, yeah. the, uh, has the drop ceiling always been in here? Is that relatively new? or is that? They redid the lobby, I want to say, maybe a year and a half to two years ago. And uh, yeah, yeah, they redid it. New too, yeah. mm -hmm. So is there anything above here? Is there, I mean, an attic or, or something? Is there yeah, storage? Yeah, the prop or? room. Yeah. Okay. The prop room is right above this entire the lobby area. and the and the auditorium okay. itself. It's not yeah. just props, though. It's furniture up there too. Furniture oh, yeah. pieces. Yeah. A lot of furniture pieces. Tons. That and that's that's undergone a lot of uh, re reorganization over the past couple of years because we just realized we had a lot of stuff up that there. That seems to happen at all theaters in the area. Yeah. It kind of like uh, accumulates until every few years you have yeah. to clear it all out. Exactly. And it's not exactly easy to move around either because all you have is a relatively narrow stairway mm -hmm. yes. along the side of the building. So that's the only access in or out of the attic? Correct. Oh. Yes. Technically there's another part of the attic that's closed off. Well no that's not true. There, there is another part of the attic um, and if you go across a narrow what is it? Like catwalk. A catwalk. You can get oh, to the right. room. Oh, right. That's right. But it's dangerous, and we don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody, anybody's ever used it. Yeah, but it is mm. there. So there mm. is technically. Yeah, I, I know where it is. Entrance. That's right. Yeah. Um, yes, there's costume loft up there too. Yes. Okay. We currently. That's at the back end of the building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're currently in the process of uh, cleaning that up as well because you know theater costumes excess, just like props. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just to clarify, that was Allison who was just speaking, and Ashley was who you heard a little bit ago. Hi, just I'm so Ashley. We, yeah. I associate <laughs> yeah. this voice with my name. <laughs> I guess we neglected to individually introduce. We're great hosts. Yes. <laughs> You're doing great. Well, we're not used to multiple guests. This is the first time we've had multiple guests. That is true. Ooh, wow. So, yeah. This is like a forum roundtable. It's actually two roundtables round discussion. <laughs> <laughs> because... 
There are two of them. I was about yes. to say, there's literally two round tables in front of us <laughs> right now, so very nice, very apt. So for those who have not been here and do not have the benefit of seeing it, it's a proscenium stage. It's most conducive, I would say, to shows involving a unit set, which seems to be like 95% of the shows I've known of mm -hmm. done here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because it is somewhat a little limited with offstage mm -hmm. space. Yeah, we don't do scene change as well. <laughs> but I'm proud of the fact that this is the fifth show in a row with the painted hardwood floor. Oh, yes. we love the painted hardwood floor. <laughs> the painted hardwood floor was started from uh, Hound of the Baskervilles, okay. the show I directed here, which was last October. And it's been used in every show since nice. then, including the current one. Wow, that must have been painted well. But as Alice and I <laughs> were talking about earlier, the streak will be broken very soon. Mm -hmm. What, the seminar? I mean, I don't know. I was thinking about it. I haven't really thought about the, state, the set design yet. Well, <laughs> depending on what you decide for that, certainly by proof it'll be gone. Oh, definitely, yeah. I think you'd have to get rid of that for proof, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's the stage. Audience is permanent auditorium seating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like we leaning did. in to look. Yeah, yeah we just slightly got raked. New chair. We got the new chairs installed three years ago. Three like, years ago. Like right mm -hmm. when I first started here mm -hmm. was when they changed. They got new chairs. They're much nicer. Yeah, and it's it looks like very nice seating from mm -hmm. here. The complaint I always had, and I think there probably are fewer seats now than there were, but the seats that there used to be here were also older, kind of cushioned, fold down chairs, mm -hmm. but. The, the aisles were so narrow that I was always hitting my knees on the seat in front of me. Mm -hmm. I yes. seem to remember that from being here. I, I can't even remember what it was that I've seen here. It's probably been a couple of shows that you've done. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> they used to be like directly behind the seats in front of them, and now they're more angled. So yeah, it's yeah. more sloped now, which is yeah. better. Mm -hmm. But I just remember sitting here for rehearsal after rehearsal. I had like my feet propped up on the back of the chair mm -hmm. in front of me just because I couldn't be comfortable yeah. otherwise because how narrow <laughs> the aisles were. for long-legged people. <laughs> yeah, which I certainly qualify. So this is much of an improvement. It's what, 140, 150? 152. 152 is okay. the capacity. Yes. And there is it still, there the, used to be the handicapped aisle, but that, how's that set up? If there is somebody that requires handicapped seating, it's usually when you Coming to, it's usually to the left when you come into in the, the front. Seat. In the front, okay. yeah, right, right by the um, fire exit. exit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right by the exit. So, is there built-in space for that, or is it just kind of a space that happens to be there? It is a space that happens to be <laughs> fair there. enough. <laughs> but I think it was always like that, right? It wasn't technically the space wasn't technically dedicated. It wasn't or? technically no. dedicated. Yeah, so no. it's but there just was, there. but before the seats were redone, there was one aisle kind of in the back and house left that had a lot of space in front of it. I remember mm -hmm. that, yes. But that got reorganized. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so 152 people. It's, uh, it's a nice, comfortable, cushy place, mm -hmm. I would say. The green room's behind the theater, or the, behind the stage. Behind stage? Yeah. Okay. Is there a backstage space, or does that kind of depend on the set? It depends on the set, yeah. but... Not often. Not very much. If you have a corridor, there's basically enough room to have a corridor behind the back wall okay. and not much more beyond that. There, there's storage. Usually the stage manager is on house right next to the, uh, the stage, and there's, mm -hmm. there's shelves there for storage for props and things like that. And then the tool storage is on the other side of the stage. Okay. So if that's anything that does have to get rolled in and out, that's where it's going to be kept. Right. Mm -hmm. No yep. basement here? Yes. There is a creepy basement Ooh. below the stage. <laughs> it's, it's right below the stage, right? I think. Yeah. yeah it's okay. right underneath the There's stage. a door that we usually keep blocked off with a refrigerator so that the bodies can't come up. And a range. Come up. There's yeah. a range there, too. <laughs> yes, yes that's right. true. I've never been down there. 
Neither have I. Neither have I. <laughs> but there's stuff down there. There's like there is stuff. Boxes? Wasn't the range down there that we used for True West? I, I think? thought that was blocking the. Oh, if that was the thing blocking way. it, yeah, and we used that fridge for True West as well. So. Yes, that's right. Okay. We'll so if there's a limited supply of appliances. <laughs> <available>. <laughs> yeah. I think of, <laughs> I think of so many of the shows I've been involved here that have just reused the same furniture right. pieces. Well, I think oh, yeah. that gets that, that gets done at a lot of area theaters because mm -hmm. I mean you can't store that much of it, so it's either using what you've got there or getting something new and then figuring out what to do with it or trading with another theater, which does occasionally happen. I haven't helped with that problem either because I think it was Being of Sound Mind, I think it was, where I bought a hutch at a local thrift store, mm -hmm. and it's like okay, great, one other thing what do we, we do have with to. This? stick in the back hallway. I remember that hutch. That was really heavy. It took like 40 That's right. to move it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it was, it was within the budget. Right. So. Hey, if it's in the budget, for go it. for it. <laughs> Use that in True West too, didn't you? No. Wait. Uh, yeah, yeah I think you're right. Yeah, yeah that's right. We did. I was off stage right. Yeah, where the plants were hanging off of it. Yes. Oh, uh, yes, the plants. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn's familiar with that show too because he's also directed a different yes. production of it. That was where Jim wrote the music originally. The production from his production. Uh -huh. yeah. Love that All right, music. since we've you know continued, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's stop self-promoting our past glories. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. We've only mentioned that three or four times yeah. prior. Three or four <laughs> times per episode. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so the standard season structure consists of four shows as the regular season, mm -hmm. and the first show is actually well. By the time people hear this, it will have already opened. Mm -hmm. But that will be the October show, which is... Twelve Angry Jars! Mm -hmm. Indeed. <laughs> and uh, that was directed by Gina Lutz, who was originally supposed to be part of this interview. Unfortunately, she had a conflict and was not able to attend. But or she we'll... was too upset that we weren't getting this out by the time their show opened. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We'll never really know, unless we ask. Well, we'll yeah. never know. But it's still running. At this point, it should still At be running, right? At this point, by the time people are hearing oh, yeah. this, it'll so still be go. running. Yes, there will still be time to see it. There will still be two more weekends that they can come Indeed. see. Indeed. Exactly. And where would they go to find out about getting tickets? You could go to thevillageplayers.com. That's they, all one word. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thevillageplayers.com. Mm -hmm. Not org, not net, dot com. Yeah. Not dot link. Other, not other dot link. <laughs> well, then you'll be taken to a Village Players theater that's in Ohio. Because yeah. oh. I've had people mention that to me before when they look for ours. But are they also doing 12 Angry Jurors? No. Mm. Okay. So if you want 12 Angry Jurors, it's thevillageplayers.com. Indeed. Yes. So that's the opener. And then after that is Ashley's show. She'll be directing later this season. Yes, it is the January show. We're going to be putting on Seminar by Teresa Rebeck. And I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with Seminar, but it premiered. I've read it. Yeah, it's really good. I am not familiar with it. It uh, premiered on Broadway in 2011, starring okay. Alan Rickman, the late and great. The late. Mm -hmm. The late and great. The late and great Alan Rickman. I think yeah. there was also a production of it in with which Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum played Yes, uh, and both Leonard. of them are excellent, excellent. He, I've seen scenes online of both of them playing Leonard, the uh, professor in the show, and there's very different ways of playing that guy. Uh, uh, when I found actors. that out, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. When I found that out that they both did different productions, and I'm thinking, well, mm -hmm. not that I actually watched any of mm -hmm. what they did, but th that's definitely probably taking the character in very different directions. Yeah. Both really good, though. They're very good videos. I highly recommend looking at YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's not a well-known comedy, but I think it should it's be. Yeah. It's fairly new. It's mm -hmm. fairly new, and I think yeah. I think the more more theaters do it, the more actors will want to be like, yeah, I want to be in that. Mm -hmm. Oh, Alan Rickman originated Absolutely. that. 
I have to. And, and mm. it speaks to the heart of uh, English majors like Gwen and myself. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> because it's about four aspiring writers in New York City, mm -hmm. and the premise is that they uh, hire this man named Leonard there to be a professor, to be their professor, and to critique their work as they try to become famed writers. And there's a lot of. Uh, it sounds more comedy. familiar now that you're talking right? about it. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So he, they pay him $5,000, and then he comes to this girl, Kate's apartment, to talk to them about their work, and there's sexual content, and there's profanity and funny yeah, things. Yeah, that's, well, <laughs> what more could you ask for? Right. Profanity in particular is something that has not always gone over so well at this theater over yeah. the years. Well, I mean, that's because our clientele tend to be a little bit older, a little bit more conservative. They don't tend to... Uh, they don't find that kind of thing enjoyable. Um, but in recent years, we've definitely made more of a push to allow risque elements mm -hmm. on our stage. And it mostly seems to be working out for us. Uh, we did <laughs> one flip. Yeah, how are the ticket sales from an unnecessary store sales? Well. <laughs> Wait, didn't you sell out one night or something like that? We cl we all, we were close to Very selling close out to one selling night. Out, yeah. Yes, the one night. Um, but that was also like a really funny show. Yes, this is great. Well, that's one of the issues with profanity and that kind of thing. We had an episode where we were talking about that. So many of the newer shows get cut out because it's it comes up a lot more frequently mm -hmm. now than in older scripts. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I brought up unnecessary farce because Allison had several scenes. Mm -hmm. Of limited wardrobe. <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. I've had I've had patrons walk out on shows before because they didn't like the content of it. We've so had it people walk happen. out. We've on had our people shows. walk. No one walked out of unnecessary farce though. Mm -hmm. Everybody I talked to thought it was hilarious. Mm -hmm. And I suspect they were that. I think it was probably made pretty clear up front what kind of a show it was. I, I yes. think that's the key, is if you let people know up front, then they know what to expect. Well, exactly. to be completely fair, I directed One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest last year. Was it the year before the year last? Before, yeah. And uh, that one is another profanity-laden yes, show. No right. nudity. And at the beginning of every single show, I announced there's a lot of profanity here, so everybody be aware. And we had two people walk out in the middle of a show one night <laughs> because they were like, oh, there's just so much cursing and blah, yeah. blah, blah, and that's inappropriate. I'm like... I warned you. Yes. <laughs> you could have walked out before. And you'll probably say the same thing for a seminar. And it'll happen again. Mm -hmm. So whatever. <laughs> live and let live. Yes. Only so much you can do. Exactly. <laughs> say lovey. <laughs> Love well, we talked an awful lot about <laughs> seminar. I guess we kind of glossed over 12 Angry Jurors. Right. I think it's probably a show, well, originally presented as 12 Angry Men that mm -hmm. a lot of people are probably familiar with. Mm -hmm. Barley Chief actually did that last season. Okay. Yeah. It gets done a lot in mm -hmm. the area. Men are jurors. Jurors. Yeah, the jurors is a lot more common, uh, particularly in community theater, because it, it splits the genders of the uh, of the show rather right. than trying to get getting twelve guys together in community theater can be rather difficult. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, particularly for musicals, but just even in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, does, do either of you know if I'm not exactly familiar with this specific production? Is it going to be period 1950s? Or? No, it takes place in modern. It is modern times. Yeah. Yes, present day. Mm -hmm. And uh, they actually have down the line six men and six women mm -hmm. in the okay. show. So, nice. yeah, I've already seen a few rehearsals of it, and they're just getting off book now, and it's wonderful. It really is. Mm -hmm. it, it, I don't know how to explain it. It's so. I think the premise of the show is so relevant nowadays mm -hmm. too, because there's so many more themes in this in that are so that are still really relevant. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's aged very well, and it, yeah, like definitely still relevant. Mm -hmm. So that's the first half of the season. Then when is is it in March or April? I don't remember March. the dates. March. March. Proof. And that is proof. Yes. yes. Which has over the last ten years or so has been a very 
popular mm -hmm. uh, yep. production for community theater. Yeah, it yes. pops up a lot. But it's a great show. There's uh, a reason yeah. it keeps it coming on. It's a wonderful show. Yeah, and that'll be directed by Kevin Christian. Kevin Christian, mm -hmm. yes. Since you pointed out, I, I wanted to mention that there have, I think it seems like in re recent years, there are a lot of new up-and-coming directors here. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just, it just, it's a contrast from even what two years ago when there were only maybe three directors they in were rotation and they wow. were scraping the bottom, not the bottom of the barrel, not that you're <laughs> not. Thanks. <laughs> they not let to say Jim direct the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, they no, were. No, it's just that they were very limited in their in like. Yeah, people, I can remember. So. It was you know there were maybe barely enough mm -hmm. directors to actually have a whole season, so yeah. that put a lot of pressure on those people to mm -hmm. want to do a show every season and. Certainly speaking for myself, I'm not necessarily looking to do that. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's a huge time commitment. Acting yeah. in a show is a commitment, but directing it, is, there's a lot of back behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, well, you have to get the preparation going oh, before yeah. auditions even happen. Yeah. Yes. So it's a lot of stuff like that, which is why I haven't directed in a couple of years. But <laughs> It's exhausting. It's really a good, solid four to six months of mm -hmm. involvement. Of your life. I mean, not, not like... At the peak of uh, peak of busyness the whole time, mm -hmm. but yeah. you have to start playing that far ahead. But yeah. but you like the we could refer back to those episodes. <laughs> we were more interested in that. The thing is, with a new director, all you have to do is just give a curtain speech, and then it's up to the actors. Yeah, your work yeah. is kind of done, pretty much. <laughs> I'm yeah, glad yeah, you mentioned that, though, because it is still a tradition here to do a live curtain speech. Yeah, oh, we've talked about yeah. that, and I'm, I, I know personally as a director, I don't like live curtain mm -hmm. speeches. I prefer mm -hmm. them recorded. But yeah. I mean, they, each theater has different requirements. Mm -hmm. Yes. So. So it's it's still a thing here, I guess. The audiences liked it. Mm -hmm. It kind of like gives it. it a more personal it, touch, it, I yeah. guess. I was gonna say yeah. they they get to see you, and uh, you can you can turn it into something funny if it's like a comedic play. Or... Which <laughs> so that was interesting. So when I saw Unnecessary Farce, oh, well, there was there's a circumstance I won't get into with the director, mm -hmm. but it was the assistant director, right, who mm -hmm. did the curtain speech. Yes. And had a very kind of amusing way to go about it, but it was almost. You weren't sure if it was too real or not. Yes. <laughs> okay. She basically gave the curtain speech like she was thumbing through index cards, getting them out of order, uh -huh. looked like she was really uncomfortable doing it, which she probably was, mm -hmm. but decided to, that became the thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, so she kind of like acted a bit. Well, I wasn't quite clear on that. <laughs> okay. how, Very unsure. How much of it was real. Yeah, All right. idea. But it was still being played for effect effective. Yeah, uh -huh. and everybody found it funny. There were lots of laughs oh, even go. before the show began, so... And then many, many more laughs once the curtain opened. Yes. <laughs> so I, I suppose, you know, doing a live curtain speech, you can strategically, if you will, if it's for a comedy, use it as sort of a way to warm up the audience. Yes. yes. Yeah. Which a recording probably can't do very easily or as easily. True, true. I mean, I've done, usually I try to get a little creative when I do the recordings. So if it is a comedy, I'll do something funny. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a completely different feel to do a live curtain speech. Because, I, all right, when I did uh, Boeing, Boeing, the whole mm -hmm. curtain speech was done as uh, the captain of an airplane. Right, right. So, I mean, I had, like, the noise in the background <laughs> and the bing. When they, yeah. That's so cool. That was the, yeah, somebody had said, like, yeah, if you do it live, you mm -hmm. know, uh, uh, Allison is here doing, like, the little, you know, your exits. The flight attack. Yeah. Yeah. Arm so, gestures. Yeah, you could do that live. So there's all different ways to do it. Mm -hmm. But it is a good audience warm-up, whether it's live or recorded. And the close of the season is in June, and that is another comedy by the recently passed Neil Simon, mm. Biloxi Blues. Yes. Well, I should say it's a dramedy. It's got elements of, it's got some more serious elements mm -hmm. to it, too. I think it has a very serious ending for being a comedy, too. I don't know mm -hmm. the ending, but yeah. that's what I've heard. <laughs> well, the whole trilogy, it's part of a trilogy. Mm -hmm. 
that's set up that way. So Brighton Beach Memoirs, I don't know if you've heard of that show. It's the first show in the trilogy. It's the same lead character, but he's younger and he's at home with his family in Brooklyn. And then Biloxi Blues is the second one. And Broadway Bound is the third one where kind of he comes home, he's an adult, he's out of the army, and he's back with family members again. So it's kind of coming full circle. But all of them are kind of some, somewhat comedic, somewhat dramatic. Didn't realize that was a trilogy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was in Brighton Beach Memoirs in high school. I probably mentioned that before. So I haven't done any of the other ones, though. Okay. <laughs> so basically. Broadway Bound doesn't really get done very much. No, it doesn't. I haven't really seen it anywhere. But basically, uh, Biloxi Blues is our Empire Strikes Back. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just, I just thought of that. Right. Like, but okay. without Yoda. Yes. <laughs> um, so there's also one other thing to mention about Biloxi Blues is that that actually was a standby yeah. because the female odd couple was the original first choice for that time slot. And it turned out that the rights were not available for it. Really? That Correct. surprises me for that show. I Do you know why that was? We never did find out why. Okay. No. Um, but we... I actually looked for the male odd couple after that just mm -hmm. to see if we could and that you couldn't even get those rights really yeah I'm wondering if they just block out both of them at the same time mm -hmm. if they're blocked out they did just there was another there's another local theater that just did the female version of odd couple yeah. last year yeah, I remember seeing that mm -hmm. but I guess I think you're better off with Biloxi Blues anyway I don't think <laughs> the female odd couples are that great of a script personally but that's just my opinion it's fair. <laughs> it's one of those, really usually <laughs> in June, we tend to stick with a really, really funny comedy that's going to mm -hmm. just knock it out of the park and just end our season really, really strong. And right. it's been happening for the last few years. Like, we just did Unnecessary Farce this year. The year before, we did a show called Sex, Please, We're 60. Mm -hmm. Just thinking of the title, you know it's going to be funny. The year before was... Uh, Incorruptible. Incorruptible. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. And again, another really silly comedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this year with Biloxi, it's a dramatic comedy. Mm -hmm. So, be interesting to see how the audiences react to that. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm wondering, do we want to split this episode here? Might be here? a good point to uh, pause okay. for and, station uh, identification. Oh wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We can pick this up in the next episode and talking about kind of uh, continuing this thought about the season format. I remember it used to be very rigid, but I think in recent years, in particular, that um, format has really been shaken up. Mm -hmm. So we can kind of go into that in a little bit more detail. And we have plenty more to talk about as far as other activities that go on in the theater. It's not just these four shows. Many other things happening here. We can talk about what's involved with membership as well as some outreach activities mm -hmm. that the theater's been involved with over the years. So you can tune in for that next week. Meanwhile, to promote ourselves again, <laughs> uh, at any time, feel free to check out our website, as in Glenn's and my website, uh, backstage.link, or... You can send us an email with any uh, episode ideas, things you'd like us to discuss, feedback on former episodes, or just to say hi at podcast at backstage.link. We're lonely and needy. <laughs> we, need, we need positive <laughs> reinforcement. Attention. Speaking of which, you can also rate us on iTunes. Give us, a, uh, give us a rating. Give us some feedback. We'd love to know if you're out there listening and what you think, as long as it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that we've done over 20 episodes, hopefully uh, we either know what we're doing and people like it or... We need to get our act together. Yeah, one or the other, but let us know. <laughs> All right, well, until, until next time, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim, and thank you for listening to The Backstage Show. We'll see you next time. We are coming to you live. Well, no, we're not, not coming. Not live. <laughs> <laughs> this is recorded. <laughs>
<laughs> well, this is going to be great. Just, <laughs> just pose the entire time. Why is Allison sitting like Superman? The Why whole is time? Allison voguing <laughs> at a podcast oh, yeah. where no one can see her? <laughs> but I think with recent years and. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Your excuse. <laughs> how guys have. Sorry. (laughs) English and good. There's one for you. (laughs) You have bloopers going, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. That very well probably became one. How how guys are you? What? Ashley, you've been involved here like five years. What is happening? We have to set the scene with our verbal descriptions. Picture it Germany, 1942. Sounds like me. Wait, no, I said it. Didn't you I? said. <laughs> I was busy waiting for after the theme. Why am I? Why am I not listening? Hi, I'm Glenn, and I'm Jim, and welcome. Yeah, okay, so, it's so you, you start. Uh, why can we never remember this? We always have a problem with this. <laughs>